Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Final four week is here. Basketball and hockey playoffs are right around the corner, and it's baseball opening day. Whether you root for San Diego, Atlanta, Houston, or Los Angeles, BetOnline Sportsbook has all the odds, props, promos, and parlays for you during this massive week of sports. Use our promo code BLEAVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome Welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description to this episode. Bet online where the game starts. I'm here. I'm here. Hi, Morgan. I'm doing well. How are you this 5 a.m. on a Monday? Pretty good, thank you. Are you looking up? Like we're in an elevator. Looking up. Is that where you are right now? I only see the lights. No. I was just making an elevator music joke. We don't need to do that just yet. It's fine. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> no, no. Um, things are good. Things are good. How are you? Tell me more about your life. Tell me more. Let me think. Uh, the Sacramento Kings are going to clinch a playoff spot today. That's cool. I've been doing all sorts of games and broadcasts there. We about, broke oh, even. How about we, let's let's we're gonna we're gonna delve into that a little deeper in a minute. Continue. All right, our book broke even on our sales, so we yeah, uh, already we made money. Already, yeah. wow! Look at you. Yeah, we reached the only goal that I had for the book, so that's nice. Uh, What else is good in my life? Oh, Uh, no, it's about to rain. You fuck. Are you standing outside? Is that a problem? Standing outside with my hair curled. Yeah. Oh, that's not fun. I'm going to dress on. San Diego (laughs) is playing in the Elite Eight right now, or about to start, and... uh, not as not as enthused about their team because of uh, some stuff going on with that program, but it's my hometown, so good for San Diego. Um, you find me a program that doesn't have stuff going on. <laughs> I'll find you a liar. Well, you see, you root for LSU, so I think your your bar has been adjusted a little too high. I don't have a bar. Kim Mulkey took it, <laughs> and she's. Oh, Oh, what is she wearing? Oh, Morgan, it was gone long before Kim Mulkey got there. I know, but lady, yeah, they already they already had a five hundred million dollar lawsuit before Kim Mulkey got there. I know, but I don't like her. She's very unlikable. Yeah, I, I said this yesterday. I feel I feel pretty confident in saying that Kim Mulkey is a bad person. Like, I don't like to do the the judgmental. I feel like I have probable cause and enough evidence to say Kim Mulkey is a bad person. Yeah, sometimes, like, you can just spot a bad egg and she doesn't do a lot to cover it up. No, sometimes she even goes, she even steps into it to try and make it work. She leans all the way in. Yeah, yeah, she does. It's just part of the persona. Sorry, yeah, go LSU. 
Go Miami. LSU got those Kobe's. It's all about the U. No, did you see the cool Kobe's that um, Vanessa Bryant sent the LSU team? I saw the video. I didn't. I didn't know which team it was, but I did see the video with the green uh, Kobe's. I forgot yeah, what they're because, called. Yeah, I don't know because what goes with purple and yellow, but green. Mm-hmm. It's like Kim Mulkey designed the color scheme. <laughs> well, this is the thing that sucks. I am all for coach or player who wears ridiculous fashion outfits. The problem is it's Kim Mulkey, and so. The it, it it won't I won't compliment the outfits because of the person wearing the outfits. If it were anyone else who wore stupid flashy outfits on the sidelines, I would never shut up about it. The yeah, problem is you, it's you Kim like Mulkey. that stupid big long sleeve thing. <laughs> oh, the Kyle Kuzma thing. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That's I I wanted to buy one of those as soon as I saw it. I'm like, yes, this is perfect. For what? Firstly, you live in California. What's it perfect for? For be for being a weird fashion to ha- for having weird fashion stuff. Like I'm a person who owns orange pants and red okay. pants, and will wear stupid color combinations to make me would look like an a, Easter egg. Would you wear a tomato red suit? I would. I don't own one, but I would. I'm currently wearing yellow shoes and a red dress. Oh. So that gives zero fucks. That's. I think. Kim Mulk- I, I think. Kim is strong in me. Mm, you would need at least two more colors to pull off the Kim Mulkey. But um, you don't I have want a black that. Jacket? And no, no, no. No, thank you. Um, no. Anyway. So you're making a profit. San Diego, blah, blah, blah. The Sacramento Kings. Things are good for you, Kyle. Oh, I know. I'm laughing that I've had more sports success in the last seven months than I had in the last in my first 20 years of life. Wow. Because San Diego sports. won a playoff series. San Diego Remember State when made you it didn't to the care? Remember when you tried to like disassociate yourself with caring about sports and now you're kind of like, this is fun. Winning is fun. Yes and no. Like I Welcome still back. don't. Welcome back. <laughs> He's gonna get the, the, you. <laughs> the good thing is now I still don't ride or die with the results, which I think is healthy because, like, like I said, I watched like one San Diego State game this season, and like I said, their athletic director at best was negligent around sexual assault, and at worst covered up sexual assault with Matt Areza. So oh, yeah. we're not really a fan of him. From punk god to cunt god. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, they uh they did not protect their young people at San Diego State, which should be the first priority of any department at a school that basically operates like a government. They protected (laughs) Matarazo. Yeah, and and so and the other two players who were involved, but yeah, so I was like kind of down on San Diego State, and I see all the the happiness that it's bringing to people who do care about it or go to the school, and I'm like, you know what? By curiously, good for them. I wore a San Diego State hat on Friday because I was working during the game, so I wore a San Diego State hat on the radio. We we made jokes of just listing old San Diego State players like. Marshall Falk, who also has a problematic history. And I was like, you know uh, what? It's, it's systemic. 
Yeah. The San Diego is the uh, the the joke San Diego is the calf tattoo of America. Wow. And LSU is the tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm like, if they so the game's about to tip off at the time we're recording this for people behind the scenes, because this probably won't come out until Tuesday. So, you know, if if they win, awesome. It'll be, you know, San Diego gets a championship for the first time since 1961, which will be cool. And if they lose, I won't be devastated about it. But you're right. I am. I, it's like uh, it's like I've found this fling, this lover that's known as the Sacramento Kings. It's like this this spicy fling where I'm not not totally emotionally invested, not totally not totally riding or dying with the results. But, you know, we're we're getting paid to enjoy it. And now there's a little bit of enjoyment even without getting paid. Yeah. Well, you know, a spicy fling. Well, I was going to say it never hurt anybody, but it probably has. Um, but it's a bit of fun. A spicy fling that brings me back. But here's the thing. The sex isn't as good as like being with Patrick Mahomes. So at this point, we're kind of like somewhere in the emotional in-between. Oh, you're in emotional limbo. Okay. Yeah, no, I get that too. Sometimes you get that with a spicy fling. <laughs> <laughs> And who knows? They're they're gonna clinch a playoff spot today, probably if the Something Warriors win. Proud, um, proud of that one. So proud of that not, joke. Not at all. So <laughs> um, let's talk about you know who, who's helping the Sacramento Kings get their Kyle. Well, so they've already clinched the seven seed, so they're already that low. And then but if which pl- which players are responsible? Let's talk. Today, you mean who's going to get them in today? Uh, that would be Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole. No, no Kyle, talk about Matthew Della Vadova or I'm hanging. Oh, you wanted to talk about the, the actual players on the Kings. Okay, yes. I mean, Delhi's right at the top of the list. I mean, he got the defensive player of the game chain yesterday. For those who don't know, Mike Brown has to like trick. Mike Brown has to trick his players into playing defense by giving them a a no, chain. No, no, no. Nobody has to trick Delhi into playing defense. It's all he has. It's it's defense and leadership. That's what Delhi has at this point is defense and, and leadership. Because you know what, some teams really could do with some leadership. So experience so, guard play, a bit of defensive leadership. <laughs> So, so Delhi got the defensive player of the game chain with one steal, one steal, and he got the defensive player of the game chain. The turnover chain. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think they they were just like, you know what? Let's. He hasn't gotten it all season. Let's don't let's make dare. this. Fun. Don't you don't you dare don't you diminish the efforts of my <laughs> ring, my my ring wearing superstar Delhi. Yes, who I will always bring up. Because, oh, by the way, uh, this know, is a great you don't, thing. You don't, you don't know and you don't care. Matthew Delavidova is a Collingwood supporter also. Massive Collingwood supporter. Him and I, same. We're from the same state. We're pretty much the same person. We're both doggedly determined and love a hardball. <laughs> what do I mean? 
So we were when I was doing the morning radio show a couple weeks ago, we were talking about nicknames on basketball reference. Did you know that Delhi has a second nickname that is even better than Delhi? No. Delhi's second nickname apparently is Outback Jesus. That's terrible. Oh no. That's really great. He's why Outback it, Jesus. Why why? Why? What about him screams Jesus? I'm not saying it screams Jesus. I just think Outback Jesus is a funny nickname. He's not even from the Outback. He's from Maryborough. It's not the Outback. Well, clearly this great, is lazy. It has a great bakery, though, I think. Yeah. It's kind of country, but not really. It's not Outback. I guess we, we should also bring up the fact that Steph Curry sent Delhi to the hospital in the 2015 NBA Finals. That's a, that's a thing that happened. Steph Curry beat him so hard on offense that Delhi had to physically go to the hospital. Aaron Baines had to physically go to the hospital because he fell in a toilet. This is also for, true. He was there for months. Yeah, it was the end of his basketball <laughs> career. No, it's not. He played since then. Yeah, I know. He made, he's made a comeback, but I don't think he ever made it back to the NBA. No, I don't think so. But you know what? He made it back onto a court somewhere. He's playing for the Brisbane Bullets right now. Brisbane. Okay, Kyle, we're going we're gonna to give you a lesson today in pronunciation. Okay, let's do it now, because you were, you were making after, fun of me. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. Brisbane. Brisbane. Melbourne. Melbourne. M- Melbourne. Melbourne. Nippon. 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 Not Nippon. <laughs> yeah, so for people who listened to last week's World Baseball Classic podcast, I just Great passingly... Podcasts Great podcasts. I, I liked the passion for baseball. I, I, I just liked having, everyone having passion for baseball for once. But when you said Nippon, I lost it. So say it again so that I know what it is. Nippon. Nippon. No, Nippon. 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 Yeah, like ni. Nippon. 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 So ni and then pong. Yeah, Nippon. 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 It's better. Nippon. Instead nippon. of nippin. Not nippin. Nippon. Not nippin it in the bud. Nippon. Nippon. Yeah, correct. Nippon. Nippon. So that's the name of the Japanese professional baseball league that uh, I, I called team, nippin. Nippon. Hmm. Well, there's a nippin handfires, yeah. then that's the NPL, I think it's called. Yeah, so nip, nippon is a place in Japan. Yeah, I saw a bunch of their advertisements during the World Baseball Classic on well, like the background in adver- Miami. Because they were advertising to 97% of their population. Amazing. That's an amazing stuff. 97% of their televisions were tuned into that baseball game. Wow. Imagine. Yeah, they. I saw they had the Prime Minister of Japan doing the, the Lars Newtbar pepper grinder at the ceremony the other day. It was... Seems like it's it caught fire very quickly uh, in in Japan. They do love their baseball. Yeah, and uh, 
I love I love Lars Newtbar having some Stugats in him because Lars Newtbar he's Japanese American, but he grew up in. That person is continuing. So so Lars Newtbar is uh, Lars Newtbar is not a person. It's not a real person. He he is the the I believe center fielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, he grew up in Los Angeles. He went to he played football in high school, like actual American football in high school. Was a football prospect, chose to play baseball. Now he plays in the MLB. And he's play he played for Team Japan at the World Baseball Classic, despite the fact born in America. His uh he can play for Japan because one of his parents is Japanese, and that's like how the World Baseball Classic rules work. And so Newt Bar plays for Japan and he went from having, I think it was like 40,000 Instagram followers to having a million Instagram followers in the span of the World Baseball Classic. And he became a fan favorite in Japan. And I'm like, you know what? Stugatz is strong in you, Lars Newt Bar, going from obscure American center fielder for the Cardinals to legend of Japan. Of all the, like, of all the places I've been and the people that like I've I've met in my life. Japanese people are the most intriguing group of people. Like so, like so set in their ways culturally, and so obedient, and so like they they they're just creatures of habit. But at the same time, they are losers. Like they will work eighteen-hour days, but those. <laughs> Those six hours they are not at work, they are fucking blind. They are loose units. <laughs> Very I, I My last night in Japan, when I because I worked there for a month, my last night I woke up in, a, in my bathtub in my hotel room, couldn't go to work on my last day. I was like, so I was so drunk. I'm like, I cannot function. Sounds like that an was, awesome time. That was going out with Japanese people. And they were they were at work at fucking seven a.m. I was not. I was still in the bathtub. <laughs> they were up and ready to go. You were down for the count. Yeah, they were. They were sleeping in their little pods on the side of the road, so they could go <laughs> back to work. Not, not a bathtub. No, no. Here I am in the bathtub. I, I did think there was going to be an earthquake because I was drunk, so I thought sleeping in the bathtub was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love this logic so much. That's so good. Morgan logic. Um, Drunk uh, Morgan logic. Yeah. Um, it's one might so, call it magic. Magic. So yeah. Um, I've got a bit of Japanese experience. Can sing a Japanese song or two if you need one anytime. Bit of heads, shoulders, knees, and toes in Japanese. Who doesn't need to know that? So, so is there anything else I need to learn other than Nippon? Nippon? Mm, I don't know. Did you say any other Japanese words? I just kept laughing from then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever sent a DM so quickly to make fun of somebody. I was like, you idiot. <laughs> the one time the professional broadcaster messes up his words and doesn't even know to correct it. I just get absolutely mercilessly roasted. It's really, I didn't do it publicly. You're welcome. Until now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. This is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I invite you onto my platform and you just what do you immediately mean? I jump on. This is me. just you and me, friends, having a chat. 
Yeah, that is true. Uh, you never, you never know when it's cutting it out. Yeah, you never know when it's recorded and when it's not. Well, I don't. It's always recorded. It hasn't stopped me. Whoopsies. Whoopsie. So you enjoyed so, the, you enjoyed the enthusiasm for the World Baseball Classic, yeah? Yeah, I did. I didn't watch one second of it, but um, I liked the coverage surrounding it because I like. I'm I'm a baseball fan. Always have been. Like I I like the sport. Um, I'm not as down on it as everyone else. But then again, like I pick and choose how much I watch and how often I watch and who I watch. So there's that. But um. And like my interest obviously peaks in in full, but um, like I love baseball as a sport, so like I find it annoying when people are always so down on it because it's like the thing to do, it's the way to be. It's annoying. Um, so I enjoyed like the enthusiasm for it. It was cool. Um, I hope it can be I don't know channeled into. And I'll be better than enough it can be. Let's see how pitch clocks and all this other shit works. I guess. Yeah. The people who love baseball got rewarded. That's right. And the people who wanted to stand around and go, this is not real baseball, this is not blah, 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 looked lonely and sad as everyone else enjoyed themselves. Lonely, sad, and racist. If you can make Miami turn up to sport like you're doing something right... If you can honestly grab the attention of Miami, must be good. Yeah, even, I mean, they talked about how people, Billy Gill was talking about how people flew in from Nicaragua or from Venezuela and then left after the game, basically, which is like, yeah, you've created a perfect hub city, shall uh, shall we say, to create a world baseball environment, even for the US and Japan in the championship game, which I thought was funny that out of the like six countries in latin america and south america all of them got bounced like one after the other it was like after australia lost it was like by venezuela by dominican republic by puerto rico by cuba by mexico just one after the other just all wiped out of the tournament (laughs) yeah um, i didn't even know australia was in it that's how little coverage it got here Oh, that's so that's so sad because Australia was the Cinderella team. They were supposed to finish last in their group and they made it to the quarterfinals on like a yeah, five way tiebreaker. That's cool. But um it's football season now, so you're not gonna you're not gonna grab um the attention of sporting the sporting landscape here now. Think of it this way, like it's football Aus- season. It's when Australia about. scored that one goal against France, this was probably just as monumental. <laughs> No, I don't know if you've seen what happened in Melbourne when the World Cup was on, but we went mental. Um, yeah, no, baseball's not big here though. It, soccer's not huge, but there's like a big like European following, Premier League following, I guess. Our local league's not that big because it's trash. Um, <laughs> But but football's back, Kyle and Collingwood are very very good. <laughs> so they're the favourites now. They're the second favourites. Um, well, I think. Hang on, I'll, I want to be like correct, factually correct. So we're two rounds into the season. Two rounds into twenty-two games. Uh, Collingwood are undefeated. We're sitting fourth on the ladder. Um, 
and um, so just by percentage, obviously, because the other three teams above us are also undefeated. Um, and we won by 70 points this week, which is the biggest win we've had since 2016. It's quite enjoyable indeed. So for those who are new here, we're coming off a year where Collingwood is basically like the the Chicago Cubs of their sport or whoever the Buffalo Bills of their sport, whoever always finishes in second place, but is like we, a but big... We do, but we don't. We, we don't always. We just... We usually... We've... We've lost more grand finals than anyone else. We've also won the second most amount of grand finals. So like, we just happen to be in a lot of grand finals. So um, that team last year was supposed to... Uh, yeah, that team last year was trash. Oh, no, it was supposed to be trash because it had we fired the coach the year before. So we had a brand new coach last year um, and it was meant to be a rebuild. Rebuilding year. And you went on a magical run to the semifinal. A uh, preliminary final. Preliminary uh, so like final. A conference championship. Yeah. yeah, final four. Yeah, and lost by one point. Yeah, so they went on this magical run, and Morgan loved the having no expectations magical run, and now it sounds like there's expectations, and they're and doing now, really n- well. Now people expected us to slide a bit because, like, last year was like a fairy tale, and, you know, can they, can, can they be that again? Well, it turns out we're better. Shock horror, because we picked up four players from other teams and they have absolutely made us better and we had there's like 18 people 18 people on a team on the ground at one time and we had 15 different goal scorers this week I think which is incredible considering like six players are in your back line and they don't usually score goals so we like it was a Wonderful, wonderful game. And the team we were playing had come off a big win the week before, so they were expected to be like good competition and they loved. Disposed of them, it was great. Yeah. On to the next one. Congratulations to Collingwood. Yeah. Um, so, you know, two games into 22 games, but it's a good start. I'm excited for you. I'm glad that I've seen that you've been uh, enthused about this season. So I'm excited I'm always, for you. I'm always enthused. I'm always hopeful because I'm ever the optimist, always disappointed. But, you know, things are And you like there. placing your emotional stability in sports teams. I, I like to put it where, they, where it hurts me the most. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Relationships <laughs> and sport. <laughs> See, I'm just relationships. But then again, sometimes that sometimes Patrick Mahomes comes in for good sex and I'm like, you know what? I got it. I'm gonna give in to my impulses. Each to their own. You know, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to kink shame you, Kyle. Whatever makes you happy. But um I myself, although Saturday did appear to be slightly orgasmic, um, no, that's not where I get my kicks. In that way. Thank you for your patience as Morgan and Kyle discuss topics off air. We will be returning to the show in 15 seconds. We know you have a lot of choices for your podcasts, and we appreciate you choosing to take it easy here with us.
Anywho, Boston Celtics, how are you feeling about them? We're, we're two weeks out from the playoffs. How, how are we feeling? Yeah, kind of like cooled on, you know, it's like the calm before the storm. Um, so, like, we've clinched and that sort of thing. And now it's kind of like, oh, will, will Jason Tatum reach this record? Will he reach that record? Blah, 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 blah. But it's not that important. I I just want to get there already. You know, like, I feel like we've been kind of waiting. It feels like we're waiting for, you know, the party to start. Like, we've arrived early. Yeah. I would just just like somebody to turn the music on and let's get cracking. You're ready for games that actually matter instead of, oh, will we get the two seed or the three seed in the Eastern Conference, which... Really doesn't matter all that much. No, let's just turn the music on, put the chairs out, and let's play a game. Of what game are you playing? You know the game like where they play music and you sit down and see who finds a chair, and if you don't find a chair out. Well, I feel like the Boston Celtics wouldn't do very good in that game because I mean you're going up against Joel Embiid, Giannis. I mean, those are giant human beings who are just going to, like, push Jason Tatum and Marcus what's Smart Robert, out of the Robert way. What's Williams going to do? Block you. Block their Well, if we're going that deeper into the roster, maybe. But then on the flip he side, you've got... into the roster. You were calling him the defensive player of the year last year. Yeah, he is. And also the third or fourth best player on the Celtics. Well, doesn't that just say something about our depth? Yeah, the Celtics maybe, are the deepest team. Get on, Get on our level. Yeah, the Celtics are the deepest team, even though Marcus Smart is not quite washed, but on the road to washed. And Grant Marcus, Williams is not having the greatest. Marcus team. Smart is not the same person. Shut up, please. You want to believe he's still got it. He's still got something I, left. In the way that I believe in Delhi, I believe in Marcus Smart. You know why? Because they've got that dog in them. Fact. We'll see how that we'll see how that dog stacks up against the dog of Grayson Allen. <laughs> I can't oh, even say wow. it with a straight face. Now let's see who can push who and trip who first. Grayson oh, Allen yeah. versus Marcus Smart versus Dylan Brooks. Oh, wow, it's a clash of the titans. This is funny because Dylan Brooks plays in Memphis and the Tennessee Titans play in Tennessee also. Look at me, geographically correct. Yeah, look at that. Boston's interesting this year because I think the 76ers have a better chance of winning the East than people are giving them credit for. And so that makes it kind of like, oh, Philadelphia, Boston and Milwaukee are all kind of lumped together in a fun, interesting chaos. And since Boston process I mean I do believe in the process as long as the process is just Joel Embiid because that's basically all that's left of the process but the thing that's going to probably suck for Boston is that to get to the finals they're going to have to beat both the Sixers and the Bucks and last year when we had to do that and beat the Nets who were better than whichever other team they have to beat this year you were Nets, Bucks, and Heat last year, and it's yeah, not. I think it's they were better three teams than were the three teams that will play this year. But Boston was a better team last year than they are this year. I think so. 
I think I think they're because the because the after January first they were the best team in the NBA. It like until the time that it had the most, and then they went. Whoopsie. And since January first this year, let's see what StatMuse says: best net rating since January first. The Celtics are the fifth best team in the NBA. See, the thing about that is, it didn't help us win a chip. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not that important to be the best team in February. Just saying. I mean, that was kind of important for them last year. Yeah, and they didn't win. So how about we be the best team in April? In well, the problem is May. you're not the best team in April and May right now. We don't know, but we're not in April and May. Well, I guess we're in March. You're not the best team in March. You're not the best team in February. We're not there yet. We don't need to be. I just told you that we don't want to be the best team. We want to be the best team when the whips are cracking and the whips are not cracking. I want to believe. I want to believe in Boston. I'm just kidding. I want Milwaukee to win, but I want to believe that Boston can make it fun and interesting. So that way it's not a, a six game. Fun and interesting. Well, like, all, you have to, all you have to do is believe. Believe they can achieve or some shit. Place your blind faith in people that you have no control over and, you know, and all your hopes and dreams and then just let them crush it for you. All right. All right. they care they can pay the same amount anyway they don't give a fuck what is Morgan's reaction going to be when the Celtics beat the 76ers oh my god confetti confetti everywhere I hope there is confetti everywhere I drown Philadelphia in confetti like the fucking Rocky statue drowns in confetti remember when they let the confetti off when they didn't I do it. remember this yes they, they shot confetti it. after winning a game one no, they didn't. They shot confetti when they drew. I went to Oh, was was the Knicks the team that shot off confetti after winning Game One? Yeah, I don't know. Like, the, the Knicks are breeding to their own. You know, they're, they're like battered wives. They've been in an abusive relationship with that team for far too long. They have. I don't know. Well, they get a little leeway with me. Philadelphia are just nutties. And they love to be Sorry. The good news for Philadelphia, at least, is that they are getting the payoff at the end. Like, the process worked. For the Knicks, at least, their team's fun now. The the NBA has flipped on its heels a little bit to where the bad teams are good and the bad team the good teams are bad and Perennial losers are now clinching playoff spots in early March, and it's, it's an interesting flip. So the process is just surviving in advance. A little bit. Wow, ingenious. And have a good plan, which I don't know if the Seventy Sixers had a good plan. No, for the Seventy Sixers, God no, no. But for the Knicks and the Kings, I think it was kind of the plan. I think the plan worked out. Now they're both good for the first time in my lifetime. What was their plan? Which one? The Kings. <laughs> the Kings? Well, I mean, they, they inherited Deer and Fox, which is a pretty good piece. 
Uh, then they drafted Terrence Halliburton, which was a really good pick, like 10th in the draft that year. And then they traded Halliburton, a future 23-year-old all-star, in exchange for one of the 10 best players in the NBA. The thing that's interesting is that everyone didn't know that they were trading for one of the 10 best players in the NBA at the time that they made the trade. And Did they know? I don't even know if they knew, but as soon as he got there, because he only played like 10 games last year, as soon as Demontis Sabonis got there, he's just right away one of the 10 best players in the NBA. Maybe one of the seven best this year. Well, how about that? Yeah, so that's the plan. Then they then they got our, our boy, baby Clay Thompson, Red Velvet, the Turtle, Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter. Good from far, far from good. Except for that one time he was really good in the playoffs to beat the Sixers. Yeah. Except for that time he was really good from far, like as in from three. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Herter's been pretty good, I will say. Kevin Herter has uh, been Value good. for money, probably. What? Value for money, probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not the best player on the... Oh, by the way, they do something funny. So, so you know, um, do you remember the old... Uh, the old... Um, YouTube trend where people would Rickroll each other yes. uh, with the Rick Astley song. Uh, you don't have to explain what Rickroll is. I'm an old person, Kyle. Yeah, I know. I was like six when that happened, so I just wanted to make sure that... Uh, I know, I am. Uh, but because Kevin Herter looks exactly like Rick Astley, uh, they will play that song in the arena when like he hits a three-pointer and they call timeout. They'll just start playing that song over and over again. It's his basically his theme song now, and uh, I think that's clever and funny. Mm. Can you sing the song for me? Huh? Sing the song. Oh, we're no strangers to love. Oh wow, you, you know, know the words. rules, and so, and so do, I. do I. You're too shy to say I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Try to make you understand. Never going to give you Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.